Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. And we are live with the Standing Room Spartans podcast. It is a Friday. That means the picks are here. The picks are coming. We've got uh, five games on the slate today, obviously, including the Michigan State and Miami noon kickoff. We are proudly presented by the, the Pigskin Podcast Network. And you can check all of our stuff out on Twitter at Standing Room MSU. You can go there to make your picks along with us. You can follow along. Uh, we had a good showing from the fans the last couple of weeks. So we'll see if you guys can keep that rolling. Um, and head over to the website, standingroomspartans.com. Uh, if you haven't already, make sure you're subscribed. Make sure that you have left an Apple podcast review. That really helps us out. And um, yeah, our 101, 101th, I was about to say, our 101st episode here of the podcast, making picks for the week three slate of games. I'm here with my co-host, Scott. How are we doing today, bud? Excited to, this is the week. This is the week I take the lead. I'm still one point back. Um, we both had an okay showing last week. We both royally hey, above missed 500 on that. against the spread is, is more than okay. My friend royally missed the Ohio state pick last week. We were both huge on Ohio state last week. And I think everybody by now knows what happened. Um, is Oregon legit is Ohio state not great this year TBD, but either way, um, yeah, you got to go in with conviction, and we both did, and we both whiffed on that one. Um, you hit the Appalachian State one I missed. I hit U of M. You missed. So, standings after week two, um, you and the fans are pacing us at eight and four with ten points. Again, the MSU picks are worth two points if you get it correctly, and I am at seven and five with nine points. So, we're all right there, and I think uh, I think I'll have a good week this week. I like my picks, and again, going in with conviction, I think this time next week, I'll be in the lead. Yeah, I'll knock on wood again here. Still on a heater in my college football world bets so far. I'm looking at my sheet right now. If I include, I put a couple just ridiculous parlays out there last week, um, even including losing out on those, which you expect to, when you put like eight legs of a parlay together, I'm 17 and five right now. So again, I'm putting that into the universe. I'm knocking on wood. It's going to come crumbling down at some point, but it's, it's been a hell of a season here so far. I'm not touching the NFL this year. I'm staying disciplined. 
uh, because the NFL is just stupid to bet on college football. There's, there's some value out there if you look for it. So I'll give you a couple of my other picks uh, at the end of the show. I got a couple that I like, but um, yeah, sticking with the slate here, I am also feeling good about my picks. So we'll see if we are aligned or uh, if there's any other disagreements. I think I am two and one so far on our disagreement picks. So that's where our, our uh, one game edge comes out. So, and again, we do not talk about our picks before we record. Don't talk about uh, fight club. And so we don't know. We got five games here lined up, including the Michigan State game. Um, and it's an interesting slate. A lot of, um, you know, a lot of power five matchups between a ranked team and a not ranked team. So it, it should be a fun slate. I think there's definitely some upsets. There's a lot of ranked teams playing power five on the road uh, this week and vice versa. But uh, and this I is the classic again, like you know, it seems like one of those sleepy weekends where like, eh, not too many like big top 10 matchups or something, but someone's going to go down to somebody we're not expecting to, you know, you got like, I don't know, just kind of looking through like North Carolina up there, ranked playing Virginia. That could be a slip up. Ole Miss, Tulane, Tulane. traveling yeah. to Ole Miss. Yeah. I like that one. <laughs> There's some ones uh, here that, that could sneak up on people, but if, if you don't look carefully, Fresno state, UCLA, like there, there's going to be a, an upset or two here this week. It's just a matter of picking the right one. So, so again, we tried to pick the top five games. We're not uh, married to the number five on our picks. We just try to find the ones that are, you know, most enticing and just roll with them. So we got five here, Kevin, if you're ready, we'll just dive in. Let's do it. All right, so we saved Michigan State for last. It is a noon game, but we will. Uh, you'll have to wait on that one. So that starts us with another noon game. Number eight, Cincinnati. This is a really fascinating game. Travels to Bloomington to take on the now unranked Indiana Hoosiers. Um, the current line as of Thursday morning when we're recording is Cincinnati minus three and a half. So, yeah, really, really interesting one. Kind of scared of this one, but also really excited about it. So, Kevin, who you got? Yeah, how often do you see a top 10 group of five team on the road against an unranked power five team? It's kind of a weird matchup here. Uh, but, I, you know, Luke Fickle has this Cincinnati program in a place that any group of five team would envy. And obviously we know that there is, I don't know, a written agreement or just a verbal agreement that they will be joining the big 12. So uh, I know our, our friend, big Kurt put it as like the power four and a half. So they they'll be kind of in a power five. I don't know if that'll be enough to keep Luke fickle. Uh, but you know, this team has been rolling for the last couple of years here. They were nine and one last year, 11 and three, the year before 11 and two, the year before that. And they, they've been at a high level for, for a few years now, and they're heading into a game against Indiana that I think they're going to go in and take care of business. I think Luke fickle has this team just playing out of their minds and Indiana, you know, that, that Iowa game sticks with me the way that they just looked so outmatched in that one. I think Cincinnati does a lot of the same things that Iowa does in terms of forcing turnovers, playing great defense, playing good special teams. But they also have the capability of putting 45 points on you. So I'm going to go with Cincinnati to go on the road against a Big Ten team 
and cover that spread. Give me Cincinnati minus three and a half. I, I think they might win this game by more than a touchdown. Yeah, so Indiana's looked kind of messy this year. Um, messier than I think a lot of people were expecting. They did look, I mean, they took care of business against Idaho, but we all know what happened week one against Iowa, who Iowa in the top five week two uh, was not something I was contemplating um, going into the season, but here we are. Either way, I think Cincinnati is the best power five team I've seen since those Scott Frost UCF teams, probably. Um, They're not just that ranked group of five team this year they're legit and they have retained a lot of talent from last year um and they want to make a run at the playoff this year i think they've got their heads on straight and i think they take care of business in bloomington so yeah give me the bearcats um carrying that three and a half points and uh stealing one from the big ten so next probably the game of the week in terms of prestige uh just in terms of rankings and everything else there's a big night game but first at 3 30 on cbs is number one alabama who we always love to hate to pick at traveling to the swamp to play number 11 florida um kevin florida's been up and down the last few years they're always one of those teams i think like michigan or like texas that usually gets a few extra bumps up in the rankings early in the season. Do you think they've earned it this year? You think they'll hold up to, I guess they just got to keep it within two touchdowns. It's Alabama minus 14 and a half. Think they're up to it. So we were both on the side of Miami when they were getting a couple touchdowns against Alabama. We said, Oh, it's a good team and they're getting a lot of points. I'll, I'll go ahead and take it. Alabama smoked them. And I'm going to make my pick here by, by telling a short story. Uh, this was a long time ago. We had a cat named Bob Dole. Uh, this is named by my brother. Don't ask. Um, it was not very social. And we were also house sitting for a puppy down the street. And the puppy wanted to play with the cat. Cat didn't want to play. Puppy runs up. She's, she's jumping. He's trying to play. Cat just sitting there, calm as all hell, sticks the paw out and whack, just smacks him in the face. And puppy runs away. Five minutes later, puppy comes back. Didn't learn his lesson. He wants to play. He's jumping around. Cat just stares there, blank face. Whap! Smacks him in the face again. I'm going to be the puppy. I'm going to run up to the cat again because I want to play. Give me Florida plus 14 and a half. That's too many damn points for a good team that's playing at home in the swamp. One of the toughest places to play. I'll bring up really quick if we're looking for an actual football reason. Um, I think they're going to utilize this backup quarterback more. So Anthony Richardson has one of the most ridiculous stat lines through two games of anybody in the country passing. He is six for 11 with 192 yards and two touchdowns. Good for almost 20 yards of completion rushing. He has 11 carries for 275 yards and two touchdowns, 25 yards per carry. I think they're going to get him involved in some really creative ways, find ways to keep this close. Remember last year's SEC championship game, 52-46 Alabama. So that one, they kept it close. I think this Florida team at home has some confidence that they can keep this one after, after the SEC championship game. Give me Florida to keep this one within two touchdowns. They're probably not going to win it, but the swamp is a tough place to play, man. All right. Well, 
I guess that makes me Bob Dole, um, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, so I'm, I've learned my lesson. I'm taking Alabama for better or for worse. Um, 14 and a half is a ton of points on the road against a top 11 team um, in Florida. But Alabama is Alabama, and I'm tired of picking against them and watching my dreams crumble every Saturday. Um, so yeah, I could see Florida doing it, but I'm just, I'm, I've learned my lesson from the last couple weeks and I'm taking Alabama. Uh, but yeah, this Anthony Richardson kid, I saw a stat, um, I guess an analytic, on Twitter the other day of the top five, the, the top speed plays in college football, uh, for week two. So Jaden Reed actually made an appearance at number five. He was at like 20 point something miles per hour 20.3 20.4 Anthony Richardson the only QB featured on the list had like the third fastest play in college football at like 21.7 something like that miles per hour this dude's not just a quarterback this dude is an athlete and he doesn't even look like he's trying all that hard when he's running I think he like tweaked a hamstring going down the field on his second touchdown last week and still outran the entire defense so it's going to be really fun to watch him. But if there's somebody in the country who has the athletes to keep him contained, it's Alabama. So, uh, yeah, give me the tide. Um, minus 14 and a half, I don't like. But we're going to roll with it because it's Alabama and I'm tired of them crushing my hopes and dreams. So our first disagreement, I'm happy I have Alabama and Nick Saban on my side. Uh, but we'll see. Come this time next week, I might be uh, speaking in a different tone. So. Now, I mentioned that night game. I think the game I'm most excited to watch uh, this weekend, SEC Big Ten, always love it. Ranked on ranked, always love it. Uh, Number 22, Auburn, travels to Happy Valley. I believe this is Penn State's whiteout game this year uh, to take on number 10, Penn State at 730. You can catch the action on ABC. So, yeah, Kevin, this is a really intriguing one. Auburn, one of those SEC teams who's always at least good, sometimes great. Uh, Who do you like in this one? Yeah, I'll keep this one pretty short. Uh, I think, so really quick, Auburn quarterback Bo Nix. At home, he has a 22-3 to touchdown interception ratio in his career. On the road, he has a 10-10 to touchdown interception ratio. Uh, the whiteout at Penn State is one of the most incredible atmospheres in college football, one of the hardest places to win. And when you have a quarterback who's prone to turning the ball over, especially on the road, when you're playing in that type of environment, something that he's really not used to seeing, I think Penn State is the better team on paper. And I think when you give them that home field advantage uh, with the whiteout at home at night, Everything that goes into it, I think four and a half is pretty easy. I'd I'd pick Penn State if it was six and a half. I'd probably take them if it was seven. Uh, anything over a touchdown would make me worried, but anything under a touchdown, give me Penn State pretty easily. All right, so Auburn's looked phenomenal this year. They've scored sixty points in both of their matchups, but they have against played little sisters too. of the poor and little brothers of the deaf. <laughs> It's going to say they've played teams who you probably would not recognize their logo. So uh, take it with an enormous grain of salt. Um, either way, I, I echo everything you said. This environment's awesome to play in. Um, 
for the home team, but it's tough to play in if you're going up against them. So it's a, it's a hard place to win. And um, like you said, Bo Nix seems to struggle in big games. And I think I'm starting to worry that Penn state is um, really good this year. Uh, I know we both have our hesitations around Sean Clifford as a quarterback, but they've looked phenomenal and with Ohio State being down you know they might smell blood a little bit and be looking for a big season here and this is obviously an early opportunity to make a statement and I think they get it done with four and a half as well so we'll keep that one short both taking Penn State sticking with our Big Ten um, brethren I suppose call it a bias uh, but yeah (laughs) and The last ranked on ranked matchup before we get to Michigan State's game here, the late game for those of for the Night Owls uh, in our listening crew, number 19, Arizona State, Herm Edwards and his, um, I get that. The Sun Devils. The Sun Devils being investigated. I was trying to figure out what what a word for someone being investigated is, but um, the Sun Devils, we'll, we'll keep it simple. Traveling to the Storm and Mormons, number 23, BYU. Um, BYU looked good last week against a ranked Utah team, took them down. In the Holy War, the rivalry game, the most, I, I can't believe that, like I was listening to something, I can't believe that nobody has canceled that game yet, but yeah, the Holy War, one of the great rivalries in college football. Uh, they went in and, and took care of business. Yeah, and BYU, uh, real quick before we get into the picks, one of those teams way back when we were talking about realignment and who we would want in the Big Ten if we could pluck somebody from the group of five. I think I know BYU's not a group of five. They're independent. But I, I took BYU as one of those teams. And I was happy to see the Big 12 validate that inkling and, and pick them up along with Cincinnati and a couple others to join the conference. So BYU, they're on the up and up opportunity to uh, show the folks who are staying up a little later that they mean business this year against a power five ranked opponent in Arizona state who's getting a lot of uh, attention this year. So Kevin, who you got? Uh, Jaden Daniels quarterback for Arizona state. We have seen him live and in person uh, when he came into Michigan state and beat us in East Lansing. He is the best player on the field. He is the reason that Arizona state rolls in this one. I don't like giving three and a half on the road in Provo. But uh, I will do it because, again, when you have the quarterback being the best player on the field, uh, and I love me some Herm Edwards, give me the Sun Devils to take this one on the road uh, by more than three and a half points. Well, BYU's 2-0 and against Pac-12 so far this year. Granted, one of those was a terrible Arizona team. But I think they keep the train rolling as the Pac-12 killers. They're going to go 3-0. and and uh, make a statement for the rest of the Power Five that they're coming to the Big 12 and they're coming to stay and win some games. I think they take them down at home. Um, I like the money line for BYU in this one uh, straight up, so I'll take the three and a half points as well. Uh, I think they get it done and uh, keep that train rolling. So. As, a, as a quick note, you mentioned that they beat Arizona, who is technically a Pac-12 team. Arizona State last season, it is COVID, you know, whatever, but Arizona State beat Arizona last year, 70 to (laughs) 7. That's brutal. And that's, I mean, I think that's a rivalry killer, right? Like you can't call somebody, No, if you beat somebody, if you put 70 on a rival, that's it. The rivalry's over. You just keep the trophy forever. 
Um, Game of the week. Game of the week for us fine folks in the green and white. Our Michigan State Spartans currently unranked for now are traveling down to South Beach. I think technically Miami Gardens to Hard Rock Stadium, which before we get into the pick, I want your opinion on Hard Rock Stadium because it's a very interesting stadium. But uh, traveling down there to take on number 24, Miami, um, in the humidity, it's on ABC at noon, they're going to be in the sun, and uh, it's our first big opportunity to make a, a huge statement this year. Uh, there's going to be some eyes on this, there's some other noon games that that might pull some attention away, but uh, Kevin, one, what do you think of their stadium, and two, who are you taking? Uh, I oh, actually and it's have... uh, Miami minus six and a half. Yeah, Miami minus six and a half on ABC at noon. Uh, I have no real thoughts about their stadium, to be honest. Um, I, you know, yesterday, if you missed it, I don't know how you missed it, but make sure you go back and listen to the preview. We detail like every big matchup that we're looking for in this game offense, defense, special teams, the whole works. Uh, give you some guys to look out for in Miami. So if you missed it, go back. We won't go into too much X's nose here because we did it all yesterday uh, or Wednesday. Sorry. So uh, no, I, I, I went back and forth on this one. I feel good about Michigan state covering six and a half points. I will say that I think if we lose, it'll be a close game. It'll be a hard fought game. Mel Tucker's trying to pump heat into the practice fields. I don't think you can really simulate that South Florida humidity in a very effective way, but we're doing what we can. I think what it comes down to is Michigan state is going to be able to run the football at will against Miami app state was gashing them all night long last week. And I think when you give opportunities for Kenneth Walker and then Jordan Simmons is going to come in, we've talked about his running style of just making one cut and then running out like a bat out of hell and just flying through holes, punishing linebackers. Uh, They're not going to want to tackle these guys by the fourth quarter. And I think we're just going to continue to hit them on the ground. That's going to open up the play action game. And I think it's going to be a high scoring wild, crazy game. We've had some weird stuff happen already this year. Miami, I mentioned last week, they had, you know, a kick return touchdown against them. There was a blocked kick. We had a blocked punt last week. Some weird stuff is going to happen on Saturday. I've got a final score. I've got Michigan State 34. I've got Miami 32. I've got a two-point win on the road at Miami. I think some weird stuff's going to happen. There's going to be like a blocked extra point. There's going to be a two-point conversion. There's going to be a safety some weird stuff's going to happen, but I think what it comes down to is Michigan state's ability to run the football is going to get us out of this game with a win and a three and zero start. Yeah. Taking big 10 football down to Miami. Um, I think Michigan state looks good. I think when the line came out at six and a half, I think it was originally like seven uh, when the first sports books were, were opening it. I'm, Honestly, I was surprised to get six and a half points in this one, and I'm surprised it hasn't moved. And that's probably just because I have green colored glasses and I should be looking a little bit less closely at this one and take it for what it is. Um, But I just, Miami hasn't looked particularly strong. I think obviously that Alabama loss deflated them a lot in week one. But um, 
they should have taken more care of business against Appalachian State last week for me to feel good about them. And I think Michigan State's still a little bit overlooked. I know there's some advanced analytics that show Michigan State is, you know, only a top 50 or 60 team. But, you know, we also had backups in for half the game last week. And how does that skew the analytics? I think this Michigan State team's really strong. And I'm going to keep rolling with them until somebody humbles me and humbles them. And I think they're going to go into Miami and I think they're going to win. I think they're going to win by a touchdown. And I think we're going to get the over for those looking for a bet. I think, honestly, Michigan State plus six and a half is one of the sexiest spread bets uh, of the week. Personally. I think the over, too. I think the over is like 56 something right now. I've got it 34 32, which would be 66. We've got 10 points over the clearing that over. Yeah. So, same thing you said. I think we established the run early against this team. I think our receivers get some opportunities in one on one in the play action. I think we have enough talent around the field that even if their top corners can take away Jaden Reed, top corner can take away Reed. I think Naylor has a good game. I think Connor Hayward is a sleeper here against these linebackers. I think he's going to be a tough cover for them. Um, and I think we get take care of business here. So give me Michigan State and the over. And I think that means we just have one disagreement. Uh, on the week uh, you had Two. BYU yes. I had Arizona State you had Alabama I had Florida so hopefully we don't split those again like we did last week we had two last week we split them didn't uh, cause any kind of separation I'm going to hit both of them you're going to miss both of them I'm going to be in first next week yeah. um, and we don't have fan picks yet we are going to put them on Twitter uh, by the time you hear this, they will be on Twitter. So we had a great turnout on the Twitter polls last week. Thank you for those who voted. Um, and we're going to do it again. So we'll keep it rolling. The fans are trying to push for first place. They're tied right now. Great showing. Eight and four against the spread. Phenomenal job so far. Keep it up. Um, if and the fans if you win this year, that'd be great. And if you actually bet out there, people, uh, Baylor is only a 17 and a half point favorite over Kansas right now. So just saying. There we go. And by the way, the stadium, I brought it up because I was looking at it and it's just, I don't know, something about it struck me last week. It's very unique. It, it kind of looks like a piece of paper uh, that has a hole in it with this roof. It, it kind of looks like a soccer stadium from Europe, you know, where they have like the suspended roof with the open center. You don't see too many of those, um, in football stadiums. I don't really like the stadium, but I, I just was curious if you had any thoughts. You didn't. That's all right. Either way, Michigan State's going to go in, make it their home, and uh, get out with a win. So I think that's it, right? Yeah, that's that's all I got. So uh, again, Standing Room MSU on Twitter, at SpartanMartin18 on Twitter as well. You can click on those links in the bio. StandingRoomSpartans.com. Please, please, please review on Apple Podcast if you haven't. It takes 10 seconds out of your day, and it really, really helps us. So if you appreciate the show, I'll just leave a little five-star. Write a comment about how much you like us. And, uh, yeah, subscribe. Tell your friends. All that fun stuff. Safe travels down to Miami if you're making the trip, if you're not there already, which would be kind of crazy if you're going to Miami and only going there for the weekend. So, uh, hope everybody enjoys the game, regardless of where you are. Have a couple drinks, uh, and, and we will see you guys on Monday for the post game. So go green, go white. Take care, folks. <laughs>